Welcome to the Any Given Sunday kickoff show, where we look at what's next for the Cleveland Browns. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Network. Tune in now. Good day. And welcome to the Any Given Sunday Browns kickoff show. It's a bye week, so the Brownies are not playing, but that's okay. We're going to look at the week ahead, and it's a busy week for the Brownies as they prep for the San Francisco 49ers. I believe the 49ers are playing the Dallas Cowboys big game this afternoon. So if you are a Browns fan, you might pay attention to that 49ers game or not, you know, enjoy your week off from the Browns and that headache and the stress and the anxiety that comes with being a Browns fans, a Browns fan. Well, and welcome again. This is the Fanatical Elves Network. I'm your host today, John Suchan, and uh, we just love having you join our podcasting here on the network. We've got, um, we're going to talk about all the great shows that are going to be coming up this week and um, got a giveaway that we're going to be talking about, uh, bringing that up on social media here as soon as I stop recording our show today. So uh, yeah. Hey, the Browns are two and two going into this bye. they've had a week off. There were some uh, interesting comments made by both steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, the general manager about what happened last week with Deshaun Watson and why Deshaun didn't necessarily Uh, Well, he didn't play. So we'll discuss that just for a moment here, and then we'll look forward. Um, It's just interesting. You you talk to lots, and you all, you know, if you're a Browns fan, you have your conversations with your friends and your family, and you dissect, well, what the hell's going on? (laughs) And um, like you, like us here at the Fanatical Owls Network, we have our agreements and disagreements amongst our colleagues. I was not impressed with. Andrew Barry's uh, press conference, like some, I feel like Andrew Barry um, and, you know, to, uh, to some degree, Kevin Stefanski, but in this, in this moment of um, discussion about the Sean Watson, I, it, it felt a lot when you heard Kevin Stefanski's comments, like Deshaun should have and could have played on Sunday. Now, and that was taken a bit back by Andrew Barry, who was probably covering Stefanski's butt and the team's butt by saying, oh, no, it was a team decision. It was a coach's decision. It was my decision to keep Andrew Barry out, even though, or keep Deshaun Watson out, even though he was medically cleared. And we've gone down this road about, well, even though he was medically cleared, you know, doesn't mean he could have played. Well, he's worth a lot of money, Deshaun Watson. Yes, I know people don't like to talk about it, and I keep bringing it up, but it's worth noting because the franchise, the Browns franchise, is tied to this quarterback for the next upteenth years. You know, it seems like forever right now. And that doesn't sit well with a large part of the fan base. And the Browns just need to start winning. And so this conversation about what happened with Deshaun and Moving forward, we'll see. Um, I talked a little bit on my Browns Rockin' Show last night about, you know, the statistics for Deshaun are not anything to um, really 
talk a lot about positively because to be quite honest, he hasn't done much. He had a pretty good game against Tennessee. I'll give him that. And he uh, seemed like he made some solid throws and made some better decisions. But in the end, if he, this kid doesn't win for the Browns, then it was a real failure on the Browns organizational part. And the, the thing is, is when I start talking to colleagues and folks that I know that are behind the scenes to talk about what's gone on with the Browns and what's going on with Deshaun Watson, it certainly seems like from the inside, those of, that are connected to people within the organization that, you know, maybe Kevin Stefanski's not is kind of getting a, the raw end of the deal here. And yes, he is uh, sort of the guy that we're all sort of scapegoating here and going to probably blame him. And if the Browns fail, he'll be the first to go. But I have to say again, that Andrew Barry, the owners, um, the don't, you know, they're just not uh, the, the Haslam's, not the Dolans. Those are the, with the Indians or the guardians, or, you know, um, it's not good. It's not good. And it sounds from what I hear that a lot of what's going on with the Browns is being the, the a lot of these decisions are not being made necessarily by Kevin Stefanski. They're, they're being made by Andrew Barry and by the owners and by the uh, D, D Podesta and folks that have no clue anything about football. They might be able to manage numbers and players and whatnot, but when it comes down to it, they do, they aren't, real good with that. And they're, they're involving themselves in the football side of things that probably shouldn't be had. So that's concerning as a Browns fan. when you hear that, and uh, you know, I, I don't not like steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski, and maybe I've been a little harsh on him over the last, you know, while it is disheartening though, when you hear about some of the things that go on in the back of, of that we don't typically hear about publicly. And uh, going through my own experiences, uh, trying to get credentialed, uh, again, I bring that up because it is really a, uh, a realistic look at really what the Browns organization might be about. And I think that they try to sugarcoat things, cover things up. And I know many teams do this, but I do feel like that is uh, not the way that the Browns are going to win football games and championships. And while we're tied to this quarterback and this decision by this organization for the next several years, it really is disheartening and hard to get over that. And especially we had a lot of time to think about this. And as Browns fans, you know, now we're going into this week, we're going to be playing the 49ers and 49ers, I believe, or what are they undefeated? I think they're one of the few undefeated teams left and they're going to play the Cowboys today. And if obviously they're putting a lot of time and effort into that game first, they have to come across the country and play the Brownies here at home, you would have thought that that would have been be an advantage to the Browns, but then they got their butts kicked against the uh, Baltimore Ravens or the Ratbirds. So we'll see what happens. The Browns, uh, you know, are in a moment here where everyone's kind of paused and looked at this records and even, even commentators like, uh, or not commentators, but people that analyze this team, they're like just Jack Duffin guy or kid from London or wherever he's from. He's, you know, he was projecting a record for the rest of their season. And I just, he, I think he has the Browns finishing at 11 and six, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist, or at least I try to be <laughs> at the start of the season, but that's not realistic. The Browns finishing 11, six and looking at the wins that he had the team, he has them winning like four games in a row, including 
over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are currently playing the Buffalo Bills in London for the second week in a row. The Jacksonville Jaguars are out there, and you got a player like Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why some of these uh, he believes that the Browns are going to win four games in a row to finish the season. Uh, it just doesn't make sense at this point, <laughs> considering what we've seen. The Browns winning any sort of games in a row consistently um, hasn't happened yet, right? It hasn't happened. I think, well, they did win two games in a row, but for the, this team to even win three games in a row would be enormous. And then you're asking this team to win four games in a row at the end of the season in the in in dreary December. It's just seemingly impossible. Yes, a couple of those games are at home. I think one of the games is against the Bears. But you've also got some teams like the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars who are pretty decent. And they, they're getting some momentum and building on that. And Jacksonville is looking pretty good this afternoon against Buffalo. So I don't think the Browns are going to finish 11 and 6. I'll take 10 and 7. That would be optimistic. I'm becoming more of a realist, maybe like you as Browns fans, uh, thinking maybe if they could get eight or nine wins. If they do get that eight or nine wins, they'd be around that 500 mark again. Does Stefanski keep his job? Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, I know. So the Browns play the 49ers again coming up. It's going to be a, a full week of, of news, and people are going to be talking to Deshaun Watson all week and old Steady Eddie and getting his opinion about what he thinks about Deshaun and is Deshaun ready to go and – There'll probably be some speculation of this, that, or the other thing. How are the Browns going to move forward with this offense? That's been a big question amongst us here at the network. Do the Browns stick with what they've been doing with the, uh, since Nick Chubb has been absent, they've been kind of implementing the Nick Chubb offense, but do we have the Brownies go another route? Do they just open it up, hardly throw the ball or hardly uh, hand the ball off and just start throwing the ball all over the field? It kind of worked for Deshaun Watson in Houston, but it really didn't. Even though he had a spectacular last season in Houston, that team sucked. The team finished four wins and 12 losses. So, yeah, you might open it up and the kid might hit throw for 4,000 yards and 30-some touchdowns. Let me just stop you right there. He only has four touchdown throws and, and two interceptions at this point through four games. Four touchdown passes. He's miraculously going to start just throwing the ball over the field and start hitting our wide receivers. We have one wide receiver who scored a touchdown so far, and that's Amari Cooper. Two of those touchdowns have gone to Jerome Ford, the running back, and the other one went to Harrison Bryant. So not exactly um, something that I think the Browns can just do and turn it on and become this offensive throwing team and go vertical even though we've talked about it i don't i think it's impossible uh and if it happens i'll you know great then i'm completely wrong in this but as browns fans uh you know that old it looked like the same old browns sort of kind of came into a lot of our mindsets a week ago and some of those little things that start happening on defense where they've been really rock solid they stop tackling tackling's about motivation Tackling is about drive and, and focus and motivation. And we saw a lack of that. Well, the excuse is, well, they were on the field the whole game. True. I get that. But that's got to stop. And if it doesn't, oh, boy, that's a problem. So that's something to really keep an eye on defensively 
as the Browns play the 49ers because the 49ers are bringing a juggernaut in offensively. They've got weapons all over the field, and they're going to really, uh, really come aggressively at the Browns. So we have a lot to look forward to, a lot of shows. Um, we have on Monday, we'll have our Steve Gill doing his Dog Pound South show. Just a great show. He brings a lot of uh, expertise and opinions of those that might not live in the Cleveland area that he get their news about the Browns outside of the, of the community. And so I just love his perspective on things. And he's a lot more calm and collected than I am. Um, later in the week, we'll have... Uh, Joel and Elliot, they both do the Brownie X show. And then Joel has his, what the elf was that? And then Rod Bloom, he'll be uh, bringing his Browns blitz with his brother, Jeff, every uh, Thursday or Friday, they bring that out. We'll also have the fanatical elves show. We'll be doing a giveaway again this week. So look for that today, Sunday, um, as I get that out on our X and Facebook page pages. So uh, stay tuned if you want to participate in, a, in our giveaway. Thank you again for following us here on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube, on all these platforms. We have we have been able to su succeed and rise in all of the things that we're doing with our, our downloads and our and our interest in our network only because you, the fan, the Browns fans, are listening and, and tuning in, passing along the Fanatical L's network to your friends and family, telling them, hey, tune in to these guys. These guys are like us. We talk Browns. We, we can relate to these guys. No, we don't always make uh, rational de decisions or say things that um, make sense because we are Browns fans, and, and, and we're proud of that. I'm proud of that. So, all right, folks, take care. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Go out and do something fun. I'm trying to decide if I want to go golfing, but it's a little cold here in Columbus, only about 50 degrees-ish uh, today. So I don't know if I'm going to hit the golf course or maybe just go see a movie. Everybody, take care. Go Browns. Talk to you next week.